What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Living Unlimited podcast. I'm your host, Bryce Gibson. And on today's extra fun, extra special episode, me and my co-host, Peyton Linton, we had a great time talking about some health and fitness topics. We had some good banter at the beginning. And then we got into the fitness topics for the day. We talked about the benefits of deep breathing and getting into a parasympathetic state. We talked about the differences between technique versus natural ability. And then we went into how to get lean for summer. That's right. Everything you need to know about how to get shredded and lean going into the summer. We appreciate you listening and enjoy. Say that again. Why? That could be our our alternate skin. This it's our backup costume. This is. This is our backup costume. The Operation Unlimited podcast. Indeed. ASMR edition. Hold on. Let me get my tea slurp in there. <sighs> what the fuck? Sorry, I'm, just, I'm getting it all out, guys. Oh my god. I'm getting it all out. I um, yeah. I wish I, I'm not gonna lie. This this Mavs game is going on right now, and we're recording this podcast. Mm-hmm. That's how much we love you guys. Sacrifices, you gotta make sacrifices. Mavs or Clippers? Who's gonna win? Mavs all day. You know I love Luca. Come on now. Yeah, you love some Luca magic all up in you. Yeah, for sure, dude. This is a weird start today, boys and girls. Yes. Um, Just the way we like it. So, yeah, so we got some playoff basketball going on. Um, the Lakers, sadly, came to their demise a couple uh, nights ago. Crashed and burned. How are you feeling about that? It's terrible. That's all right, though. You win some, you lose some. We won a championship last year. But, uh, yeah, it does not look good. Hopefully, Anthony Davis will get healthy. Hopefully LeBron's ankle will get back to 100%. But for sure have to make some off-season moves. That aside, though, these playoffs are going to be a lot of fun to watch. And now I can feel like I can watch stress-free. Because I don't actually care who wins or loses. You have no dog in the fight now. Yeah, but I can still watch the dogs fight. Exactly. Which is kind of a fucked up analogy because I would be fucked up to watch. But (laughs) I I, like get to watch all these dogs kill each other, metaphorically. Yeah, that was a pretty good uh, play on words, though, there. You did there, buddy. Yeah. Do you take some take some nootropics this morning? You done did there. No nootropics. I just woke up and I was like, you know what? Today I'm gonna find out who's who and what's what. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> All right. In case you weren't here last episode, that's Peyton's catchphrase. So, like we said, whenever you hear him say that, take one shot of kombucha. Bang time, baby. One shot of kombucha. I got my uh, positive yogi ashwagandha tea right here, and it's not yet kicking in, so. My brain is a little slow up to speed. But. Maybe if you pour it on your head. <laughs> yeah, dude, just fucking just give myself some third degree burns real quick. Oh, sick, that'd dude. Be, that'd be great. Logan Paul. Yep, I was just going to say that. I was just going to say that. I got, I, I, okay, so I feel like it's going to be a much more boring fight than people, you know, are expecting. It's probably, you know, it's probably going to be a boring fight. I actually haven't heard that take on it yet. That's actually a very good possibility. Like, they're just going to, like, Floyd's going to be playing his defense the entire time. He's going to wear Logan out. It's going to go, you know, how many rounds is it? Do you know? I don't know, but I know it can't be decided by decision. 
What do you mean? There's no, no judges. judges. So, so somebody has to get knocked out. Somebody has to get knocked out, or though it's a no contest. Oh damn! I didn't know that. Okay. I don't know. No, I don't know the verbiage they're using. All I know is one of my clients yesterday at the gym. We were talking about this. Um, he put he put fifty dollars down on Logan Paul because the return would be four hundred and fifty. So he said, "Fuck it, I'm gonna do it." And I think. Um, it's not a, te- I mean, listen, Floyd's clearly the GOAT, but like, if you've seen that face off, he's literally coming in 30 pounds heavier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, wait, Floyd is? No, Logan Paul is 30 pounds heavier than him. Oh, I thought it would be more than that. It's like 30 pounds. It's like 190 to 160. Yeah, I'm pretty like, sure. Floyd looks like a midget compared to Logan Paul. Yeah, he does. But and you, you saw, uh, Logan posted a video today. I was reading the comments and it's, it's amazing how much more people like Logan than they do Jake. Yeah, yeah, Logan's the likable one. Yeah, he's sure. way more likable. People hate Jake. He's just an asshole. Yeah, he is he's an, an asshole. asshole. But he, they're, they both are marketing geniuses, it seems. Oh, yeah, but they no doubt. do it in their own um, their own style, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, I appreciate the way that Logan's marketed it. It's been good. He's very confident, but not like, I don't know, disrespectful necessarily. Right. Um, he's got the the perfect amount of disrespectfulness, I guess. Yeah, or like, yeah, just like he's more. He's a classier uh, trash talker. Yeah, I mean, there's a healthy amount of trash talk. Right. But yeah, I don't know. I I guess we'll uh, find out what's gonna happen with that. I mean, I know everybody's gonna be watching. Yeah, so. we're gonna figure out who's who and what's what. All right. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> we haven't watched too many episodes of Street Beefs recently. Actually, I was just gonna, gonna kind of tell you guys last night. There's a title fight. They just got put up on there. Shout out who's, Street who's Beefs. Fighting? Who's fighting? What? Who's fighting? Uh, I forget what the... It's not Baby Hulk, is it? No, no, no. <laughs> it's not Baby Hulk. But, um... Yeah. Yeah, that'll be good, man. We Definitely. need to watch some Street Beefs. I was about... You know what? I was about to say a catch... I, I paused there because, mm-hmm. to be completely transparent, I was going to say a catchphrase that me and Dima have from the Street Beefs thing, yeah. but it's totally inappropriate. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll leave that one out. Yeah. We'll keep it PG-13. Well, I guess we're not... We're already... I've we're, already said the F word like five times. We've already said it multiple times, times yeah. So, I guess we're, we already are. So, sorry, children. But if you're trying to learn health and fitness knowledge, this is not the podcast for you. I apologize. Only for adults. Only for adults. Eighteen and over. Yeah. Or if you're sixteen and you're being yeah. a bad kid. Yeah. So we were talking about things we wanted to talk about uh, on the podcast today. This is kind of our banter portion. Uh, in case you guys are new, yeah. we spend the first you know half of the episode just kind of you know getting to know each other. Just two roommates. What he means to say is bullshitting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically. <laughs> but one of the topics we were talking about the playoffs, talking about basketball. Um, and you wanted to bring up technique versus size. I'm curious what you meant by that. What are you? What yeah, are you? So um, we're watching just right before this. So we're recording this podcast mid second quarter of this Mavs Clippers game. We just finished watching game one of the Atlanta Hawks and Philadelphia 76ers round two playoff game. And Trey Young is still playing at an incredible level. And it's obviously really fun to watch him, but I think what's most impressive is the way that he's able to move around and dictate the pace of the game and control the game at his size. Because obviously there's not a lot of players in the NBA at the level he's at as far as elite level, all-star yeah, level players he's super short. at his size, right? And Relatively the, the comparison is Steph Curry, right? Because he plays a lot like Steph. Um, and it just made me think about 
what allows him to be out there on that court and dominate, play the game, even mm -hmm. at that size. And really it is his technique and his mental, mm -hmm. but particularly the way that he dribbles, his pace of play, right? Like, and, and that finesse, it really puts people at bay. Um, and it just had me thinking about technique versus size and how that translates over, not just um, in basketball, but into, I don't know, fitness and sports in general. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like the strength versus hypertrophy right uh, you know debate that we had and it wasn't even a debate we were just talking about the differences last episode it's kind of similar you know with strength being more it's like a skill technique would be how you know how skillful full are you at the sport or whatever it is you're trying to do um as opposed to like natural like gifted talent i guess is what you well hypertrophy wouldn't be ne necessarily natural right, 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 right. but, but as far as the technique versus size um you know comparison yeah. yeah yeah no i mean strength i guess technically i well ironically trey young representing strength in this right. scenario exactly yeah because yeah to, to gain strength it like i think in last episode we talked about it, it doesn't necessarily directly correlate with size right like they go they are in the same lane right like if you're getting stronger you're most likely building muscle so you're going to look bigger mm -hmm. um and vice versa but i think like if you're building muscle, you're obviously gonna get stronger at least a little bit. Yeah. Like you're not gonna put on a ton of muscle and still be extremely weak. Like it, they, they are they they are proportional, I guess, directly proportional, but they don't directly correlate. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a good example here. Um, I don't know. It just had me thinking about that. Obviously, we're about to start the podcast, and I think uh, it's interesting because I think yeah, you can in, in a lot of different sports, right, um, including fitness. You can use technique to overcome natural brute strength, yeah. right? Like, for or example, to, or to overcome the lack of natural talent, you know? Right. Well, like, yeah. At least what I heard growing up when I would play golf, I played a little bit of golf growing up, went to some summer camps, and my dad would tell me, dude, take 20% off your swing. Mm -hmm. And you're gonna hit it just as far. Yeah, my dad. That's funny. My dad used to tell me the exact same thing. Yeah. my dad taught me how to golf. Because I would too. be trying to crush it. You'd be you're at the tee, right? You got your driver in your hand. Yeah. And as a young kid, like you think it's all about how how powerful you swing right. the you swing the club, but really, it, you would be better off take you know t tapering back some of that power, enhancing your technique, and you would yeah. hit that ball. Hitting much further, it right. right. Well, and it's hard to have even if you le learn good technique. But then you go in there, like you're say, saying, trying to, you know, break the break the ball. It's gonna be harder to, you know, hold that form. Yeah. And I think uh, similarly with um, lifting, it's like you see a lot of guys go in and they're trying to put up as much weight as possible, which I think can be that can be the right state of mind. Like if you're going for low rep ranges, but a lot of the times when they go for as much weight as possible, they're compromising that technique. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Right, they're, they're lifting. Even if it's slightly, like lifting is one of those things like over time it's gonna show up because you're building onto your body, right? Like if you're bodybuilding, you're putting muscle onto your body mm -hmm. and now you're correlating it along with like improper technique. And then like, I mean, you get deep into it, you're talking like changing your movement patterns and your biomechanics to like less efficient um, mechanics and then start having developing you know spinal issues whether it's a kyphosis or um, you know issues with your lumbar spine uh, 
tilted pelvis, whatever it is. But over time, like that improper technique um, can be damaging. So I think Trey Young is a good example of why we should lift correctly. Yeah, that See was great. There? That was great. He wrapped it all all the way around. Speaking of basketball, so courts just opened up. Uh, you know, most corporate gym facilities that have basketball access. Yeah, get in there. So we're about to get in there and and hoop a little bit, which is good because summer's coming up and I need to start doing some cardio. So yeah, it's fun cardio. For fun sure. cardio for sure. Because I've been talking about like trying to like I was gonna start hitting the assault bike and things like that. It didn't really happen. But, <laughs> but Come on, maybe man. maybe next week. But now we got the courts open. Like this cardio's uh, about to get you know stepped. I'm about to step the cardio up. What what we really need to talk about towards the end of the episode. We have a couple points we want to bring up when we start really talking about health and fitness. Um, but we need to talk about how it is. Uh, you know the best way that you can get fit before summer i know summer's like pretty much already here but like the quick how-to like what are the steps um but we'll talk about that at the end so stick around um but yeah 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 what Peyton said um but yeah i think the first health and fitness topic we wanted to talk about was like the yin and yang of health and fitness and what really kind of sparked this conversation is we started listening to those videos by elliot hulse if anybody out there knows who Elliot Hulse is, he's like a pretty popular YouTube influencer, like fitness guru personality. And he's been he's been making videos for like 15 years, like 10, 15 years. And he's gone through a bunch of he's he's he talks about totally different shit nowadays. But um, but we were watching this video on deep breathing and Peyton's been going through this journey of learning how to breathe deep. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Learn how to breathe into that diaphragm. Yeah, um, just breathing techniques in general for originally really more for like anxiety and stuff yeah. like that. But it got us talking about like what like because when people think about health and fitness, like the first couple things they or the mindset that they go into it with is like, like more like no pain no gain type of thing. Right. You know, like balls to the wall, like high intensity. But there's a whole different side of fitness that people neglect. And it's like the the restorative, like the yoga, the meditation, the deep breathing, you know, the stress relief. This would be the yin. Exactly. Right? Just, do you want to, and I think you would be the right person to explain this to the two of us. What is yin and yang and what does that represent? And in, and in this particular situation, what is it kind of representing? Well, I mean, first of all, the yin and yang, it's like it comes from the Tai Chi symbol, Um you know the you people have seen the if you're watching the video I'm probably waving my hands around but if you're just listening to the audio it's the circle with the curve the S line down the middle one half of the circle is black the other half is white the black half has a white dot in it and then the white half has a black dot in it and it's like the symbol of balance basically mm-hmm. right um, and it's just like it's a metaphor for life really it's like a natural law like everything has a positive and a negative right. Like, you have your masculine and your feminine. You have your fire, you have your water. So it's like the balance between, you know, the positive and the negative that, or the, you know, it's the the um, combination of both of those things that brings balance. So the same thing with health and fitness. If you're all go, 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 and you're all fire, and you're all intensity, and you're no water, you're no re- restoration, you're no recovery, then you're gonna set your up. You set yourself up for for burnout, 
um, possibly overtraining. So, you know, I think it's important for people to figure out what techniques work for them, whether that be deep breathing, like yoga, meditation, whatever it is, but something on the other end of the, the spectrum that helps them, you know, recover more. And there's this guy I listen to on YouTube called Paul Check. He's actually, Paul, actually, we should listen to Paul Check. He's the dude that wrote the book that I gave to you the other day, the um, How mm-hmm. to Eat, Move, and Be Healthy. And it's actually uh, Elliot Hulse's mentor. That's where Elliot Hulse got all a lot of his like information on, um, you know, deep breathing and like meditation and stuff. Um, and he calls it he calls it working in, like it's working out versus working in. And working in is that like restorative, you know, recuperative type of type of exercise um, or type of practice that brings your body back into balance, makes sure you're recovering properly. So. Yeah. Why don't you tell them about what you've been doing as far as like your breathing and like learning how to breathe through the diaphragm? Because I feel like most people, Elliot was talking about on the on the video that most people have like inverted breathing patterns. Like you have a must, you have a movement pattern as far as like the way you do your squat, the way you do your bench press, the way you do, you know, any exercise. So you have a yeah. movement pattern for the way you breathe too. And a lot of people breathe, have a dysfunctional move, uh, breathing pattern. Yeah, I mean, a lot to say here. First, I think, like, to build on what you just said is we have, like, somatic, like a somatic self, mm-hmm. almost. Like, this, um, like, we have muscles and, like, instincts that are involved with our respiration or, like, even um, he talks about muscle armoring or, like, mm-hmm. it's, like, muscle defense. Yeah. And it's, like, these... Um, uh, three muscle groups associated with our res- respiration, and they're in our neck, our abdomen, and our oh, our chest, mm-hmm. our neck, chest, and abdomen, um, and basically also the pelvic floor too. In the pelvic floor, right, right in the gooch area, right there yeah. in the balls, yeah. and um, talks about how you know based on early ch- early childhood uh, experiences and like how we deal with anxiety. Um, and kind of our fight or flight mode mm-hmm. throughout our early life kind of sets up these like habits and ways that we react to certain things and the way that we breathe. So he calls them, a, it, so this is getting a little deep into, you know, if you're a personal trainer, if you're really into fitness, then this would make a lot, this makes a lot of sense. Um, but it, he calls it a neuromuscular holding pattern. So it's mm-hmm. like the muscles in response to stress tighten up and create what he calls muscular armoring or like just rigidness in the muscles that prevent you from being able to expand your body and breathe correctly. Um, So like as he's going through and showing us these different techniques to stretch out the different areas of the body, it's like really, it's really easy to figure out where you're tight in. Like, you know, like it's hard for me to even to open my neck and to open that airway for my neck to allow enough oxygen down to get a deep breath. And for Peyton, I think for you is what is your ab region, your stomach. Yeah, I mean, I think I probably have some tightness in all those reasons. My neck and my abdomen, for sure, I think are the worst. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, yeah, so obviously, he's talking about all these breathing patterns and how these are um, connected to our these muscles and and those types of things. But also, it just how it deals with your anxiety and um, our ability to access our parasympathetic and sympathetic nervous systems, right? Like, I think that's where I wanted to tie it back into the yin versus yang. Mm-hmm. I think me always yin, have... Yin, yin. 
Yin, yin versus yang no is... No G on the end of that for folks who... Yeah. For... Um, for the for for me, I feel like I've always been a very high strung, like anxious person, and I think that 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 drive in my personality tends to lead me towards being like a yang oriented person, mm-hmm. right? Having um, a lot of energy, being high energy, high tempo, um, and really working on a lot of the yang sides of fitness as well. Whether it be like high intensity cardio, high intensity working out, like lifting weights, things like that. And then versus me not giving my yin side enough attention. So whether that's the breathing, mobility, um, yoga, mm-hmm. like that working in that you're talking about, I think the more time now that I'm like bringing awareness to those things and then also um, dedicating time to those things, I'm realizing how that's making me more well-rounded, not only as a trainer, but then as a person, and then how it's making the yang side better. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Right? Create more balance there. Yeah, so... Going back to the breathing real quick. So, like, talking about activating the parasympathetic. So, most people are, are kind of stuck in that that high stress response, the fight or flight. So, that's why they feel a lot of anxiousness. So, if you've never tr- experimented with deep breathing before, you should really try it. Because if you... If breathing, first of all, making sure that you're breathing through your nose, because that's one of the first things that b- helps you activate your parasympathetic nervous system, um, or the rest and digest uh, restorative branch of your of your ner- nervous system. But then, if you don't breathe deep enough, your the lower two thirds of your lungs is what activates that that rest and digest system. And if you're not getting a full deep breath, then you're always in a stressed out state. And if your body's over, always in a stressed out state, then it's going to be hard for you to lose body fat. You're not going to put on any muscle. Like you're, you're just going to see a lot less progress overall if your body's not able to equally balance between those two, those two systems. So definitely something uh, worth looking into for anybody who hasn't is, you know, some sort of deep breathing practice or yoga, meditation, anything to get yourself to slow down um, will be good for you. Yeah, hundred percent. And take it from me, a person that a hundred percent needs to learn how to slow it down a little bit. Um, I feel like I'm just a lot of my thoughts on it are pretty loose, and a lot of my practice around all those things, meditation, yoga, and breathing techniques, is extremely like underdeveloped and not as thought out as I probably want it to be. But even having just tried it now, bringing more awareness to it, I already see benefits early on from it so no doubt definitely recommend taking any stigma you've applied to it yourself or like gotten from other people whether you think that deep breathing breathing techniques yoga any of that is like hippie hoo-ha hippie hoo-ha um <laughs> just go ahead and give it a try for your and a you legitimate shot hoo-ha. a legitimate shot yourself and then see what you think because i bet your perspective changes just a little bit no doubt Preach. So today we wanted to end on uh, just a little segment about how to get fit for summer or get fit before summer. But um, seeing that it's already June, what is it, June 6th? If you're not already fit now, you're kind of you're kind of screwed. But you got a little bit of time. Summer's what two and a half months long. Yeah, I mean, when does summer technically start? We're in it. I guess I guess summer doesn't technically start until like July fifteenth or something like that. Really? It's like the I, I think right. 
I always feel like June is kind of like yeah June. Yeah. I guess as like younger people, we're still not as far removed from like schooling as some people maybe. I feel like June was always the beginning of like yeah. summer. And, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're in school right now, school is over with. Yeah, you know? so you're on summer vacation. But um, yeah, I'm curious. What do you think? I mean, what do you think the main steps are? Like, what do, I mean, you're lean already, so mm-hmm. you, you know, you don't have to do a whole lot. Well, I think, but, yeah, it depends on what your definition of summer body ready. So, like, for me, so, I, I mean, never... most, most people need to lose some body fat before they get in, into their bikini or their, their Speedo, you know? Right, right. Well, yeah, that's the, the stereotypical, like, summer body, like, program is to, to cut. Right. Um, so, what are the steps? How do you cut? Teach me. I need to do it. Well, I guess, am I just getting general advice or am I asking you as a specific, like, individual client? So ding ding ding, that's the kicker right there, right? I yeah. guess the answer is always it depends. Yeah, that's what's tough about being a trainer is people ask you these questions online, like through DMs, and the answer is almost always it depends. Like there's got to be at least five to ten follow up questions to really give somebody a good answer. But if we're talking like general, just general tips, like for me, like okay, like for example, I'm thinking, you know, put yourself in a calorie deficit. If you're trying to lose body fat, you have to be burning more calories than you're taking in. You know, a lot of people already know that. What else do you need to do? You need to have high protein intake so that while you're going through that calorie deficit, you're not losing muscle, right? Because I feel like a lot of times people, they start dieting, they start getting on cardio equipment, and they're not conscious of the way they're training, so they're not training in a way that's pro-muscle to keep the muscle that they have. And then they're not, on top of that, they're not eating enough protein. So when they do drop that weight, half of it ends up being muscle anyway. So then they, they get down to a, a quote-unquote weight that they've been wanting to get down to. But they're just a smaller version of the same fat, you know, fat person that they were because they had lost muscle in addition to, to body fat. I think if I, if I could have, if it's a perfect client and I know they're going to listen, I yeah. think it's actually extremely simple. I think if someone wants to get a summer body and they're trying to lean out... Um, you do a few things. And the first one is, yes, being a calorie deficit, but kicker is while upticking intake. Mm-hmm. If you can be in a calorie deficit while upticking your intake. What do you mean by that? So if, if let's say someone is consuming 1,500 calories and they're burning 2,000 calories, then they're in a deficit, right? Mm-hmm. I want that to be then instead, let's say, actually, let's say they're eating and con- they're burning and consuming 2,000 calories mm-hmm. and they want to be in a 500 calorie deficit then you need I don't want them to eat I don't want them to eat less I want them to I want them to increase their activity I want them to burn that 500 calorie deficit they're looking for not by going down in overall consumption right. but by going up in consumption and also being in a deficit because then that gives them a better chance to eat enough protein. What you're talking about? So what Still you're be, talking? You're talking about the ideal scenario. That, in that scenario, that you're that would be a very. But that's what it that is. Would, yeah, that would be like a that would be a more advanced technique though, because that you're right now. What you're saying is you're trying to keep them. You're trying to increase their calories a little bit, but maintain a deficit by increasing more activity. So so first I, get, thing, I get what you're saying. First thing, being in a deficit while increasing activity. Yeah. Second thing. Eating better, so even if that just means no processed food, right? Or like whatever switches you need to make, like making healthier decisions. And then third, which is really two things, drinking enough water and getting enough sleep. If you do those, all those things, you're guaranteed going to get into better shape. Yeah. But it's about 
can people do those things and they can they do them consistently because consistency over time is the only way you're going to see a change so let's of put it simply so okay so if you're if you need if you're in a realistic position where like you're not completely over you're not you know extremely overweight you don't have 40 50 60 pounds to lose like you have like 10 to 15 pounds to drop in the next month and a half to look good for part of the summer right you need to do a few things. I would start, if you're willing to do this for a short period of time, this is exactly how you should do it. You should start tracking your calories on some sort of tracking app. That'll, that'll give you the most realistic baseline for where your maintenance at is at. Because whatever you're eating now, as long as you haven't been gaining or losing a, a bunch of weight you know, recently, that'll tell you where your maintenance is at. So get a baseline of where you're at. And then right from there, Increase your activity through either daily steps or, you know, uh, some sort of moderate intensity cardio to three, you know, maybe three times a week and then start lowering that baseline of calories. So take whatever you have been eating, you tracked for maybe one week, lower that by three to 500 calories. And if you do that and then add in some sort of strength training, like twice a week to make sure that you're maintaining the muscle that you have, I think that would be a good strategy. Yeah, 100%. I, mean, I just think... Like you said, like originally, it's like eating enough protein and stuff to not lose, and, and, and those two days of strength training to not lose muscle. Because in a month and a half, if your goal is for this summer, you're not going to build any significant amount of muscle, maybe a pound at most if you're going really hard. Right. But that would be easier in a surplus, which defeats the purpose of cutting for summer. Mm -hmm. So we're not building muscle. So it's like you said, get into a deficit, but you want to maintain muscle. So make sure you're strength training. And then and then eating adequate protein, too. Yeah, and yeah. eating enough protein, 100%. Um, I mean, it's possible, man. I mean, really, it's just consistency over time. But I really think the key is is getting into a deficit without actually Come dropping on, man. that you, many You calories. know consistency over time doesn't sell any programs. What are you talking about? I'm just kidding. We all know consistency over time works. Yeah, 20, works. 23 push-ups for six sets, <laughs> and then go for a mile run, and then buy this protein we're selling, and you're, and you're good. Yeah, Golden. that's what sells, apparently, <laughs> you know, yeah. nowadays. Yeah, sadly, sadly. But you're right, consistency over time, that's really what it is. Because, um, yeah, as, as much as we would like to be able to give you a quick formula to getting in shape before summer, it really is, uh, you should have been getting ready for the last eight months. Unfortunately, yeah. I'm sorry to break the bad news to you. But those are some tips. If you've got, a, you know, if you, if you're, if you don't have too far to go, you know, start tracking your calories, put yourself in a little bit of a deficit, eat about a gram of protein per pound of lean body mass, strength train, increase your activity. That's you know, you know what we should do? Here's a good marketing campaign. We sell... For summer 2022, mm -hmm. get ready for next summer. Shut Ooh. it down, just like LeBron. Just <laughs> shut it down. In load management. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna yeah. shut it down for this summer, and then we're gonna have you ready back for next summer. That's the most. Well, maybe people will appreciate the transparency. They might. They might. All right, guys. Hey, if you guys want to buy our latest program, it's get get fit for next summer. Summer 2022. 2022. We're selling it. Um, you know, right now. So. Go to our website, operationunlimited.com. You can follow us on Instagram. That's all we got for today. I'm closing this episode out. So follow us on Instagram. Hit me up at uh, Bryce J. Gibson. Payton's just his first name, P-A-Y-D-Y-N. 
uh, operationunlimited.com. Like I said, operationunlimitedstore.com. Check that out too. And then check out our YouTube channel, Operation Unlimited. Appreciate you guys listening. And that's it. Until next time, peace. Peace.